So first things first, what do we call this thing? I don't know, the summer retrospective? The the hey we made it the i don't know this could could have any number of names the scots back from summer vacation tacular oh the post-covid finally got out of my house uh spectacular yes 2022 2022 colon if you've never listened to hacked don't start with this one (laughs) yeah Definitely. Maybe not the best episode to get your feet wet on, as this is going to be pretty much just for, for the people that listen to the show so, and have been here for a while. The sweatily making excuses for why we don't have an episode <laughs> stravaganza. Let's talk about uh, the fact that I went away. Let's talk about the fact that you went away. <laughs> Let's talk about the episodes that you missed while you were gone. Great idea. Yeah. Let's make a filler at ep- the, the vacation sandwich episode. Where you were on vacation, I'm about to go on vacation. (laughs) If you haven't tuned out yet, you probably will. (laughs) Uh, How was your trip, dude? Trip was good. Trip was good. Had a had a friend's wedding. Had to go to in Italy. Also did some family time in Greece and uh, squeaked into Portugal and got a got a couple of weeks on the wave surfing. So all in all, it was it was what it needed to be. Sounds awesome. D- question. Yeah. Did you commit any cyber crimes while you were <laughs> gone? Because that would solve this whole situation. We can skip this whole plan and just talk about the cyber crimes that you did <laughs> abroad. <laughs> Uh, probably (laughs) like if we, if we really break it down, sure. The, the, the barrier at which people think you've committed a cyber crime has gotten so low as we've covered in previous episodes, but you know, people like viewing source on websites. Yeah. Uh, then yeah, I probably definitely committed at least, at least a dozen cyber crimes at some point. Yeah. You're now on the like most wanted list of say, I don't know, the Greek government or something. Exactly. You'd source code on a site you weren't supposed to. Exactly. Or like, you know, borrowed somebody's Wi-Fi or, you know, maybe change my Mac address to get access to a paid Wi-Fi or something like that. But who would do that? Yeah. You you connected, (laughs) you sat down in a Starbucks and now Interpol does want to have a word with you. Exactly. The, uh, I will say to all of our European listeners, at least any of the ones in Mm -hmm. Italy and Portugal, um, your guys' internet is spectacularly bad <laughs> compared to what we expect in North America. Called out, and maybe maybe it's just where maybe it's just where I was staying and where we were. But it's like I hadn't seen internet speeds like that since like the early two thousands. Sort of a dial-up energy. Like we're talking like seven fifty kbps, not mbps uploads, and like fifteen mbps downloads. And it's like you know. I'm sad that I don't have fiber so that I can't have a thousand by a thousand. <laughs> it's like they don't have it in my community yet and I'm hoping that it comes. But it's like, I don't, I don't, like I'm, I did some ping tests and stuff and I was getting like 273 ping. And I'm like, wow. And like I was hardlined in for some of that. Hmm. So anyway, that was, that was probably the biggest shocker was just the, 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 the difference in, in expectation and standards that we have, it seems in North America, like I know most of our colleagues in the States and stuff have fiber, Google fiber and 
giggy giggy you know connections and you know canada's just getting that stuff and it seemed like i'm sure parts of europe i can imagine germany and maybe switzerland have it but Italy sure did not. Hmm. So, <laughs> this is according to www.thelocal.it. Uh, foreigners rank Italy worst in Europe for internet and paying without cash. Italy ranked 57th out of 68 countries around the world when foreign residents were asked to rate the ease of accessing high speed internet. So you're not alone. Wow. I will say, and maybe this is just, I don't know when that article's from, but paying without cash, like the iPhone tap and Android Pay is accepted. Mm-hmm. pretty much everywhere now it was amazing like i don't even think i pulled my wallet out of my pocket for like the entire trip like only for a few pe- things but they accept phone tap but like everywhere greece italy portugal i feel like we finally crossed that line because i remember even a few years ago i'd be traveling down to the states and it f- still felt like it was you're you're signing a, a bill down there which with all due respect feels very old-timey when you get used to tap oh for sure and now everyone's kind of kind of caught up a little bit like now it's just we they skipped the chip and pin and we're all we're, we're all on tap now which feels like exactly how it should be yeah it's i'm sure the the hackability and the risks are abound with it but <laughs> uh but at the same time it's sure is convenient so isn't that the the truth of all cybersecurity is that convenience <laughs> creates risk <laughs> uh speaking of I think our plan for this bad boy is we're going to talk about the episodes that that you missed while you were gone. We're going to talk about some stories that you know we didn't get to talk about while you were gone. And we're going to talk about some upcoming episodes. Let's go. And I kind of want to do it out of order because there was one in particular that I was really excited to chat with you about. It's an episode we did about a month ago, and it concerns a gentleman by the name of Joe Grand. And $2 million in missing cryptocurrency. Yeah, yeah, the treasure hunt. Listen to this episode. Fantastic job. Thank you. I appreciate that. I did, I will say that uh, I was reading through some of the, the reviews, the recent reviews on the show. Thank you for all the great reviews. But uh, one was from mm. a user called Dr. 108 who asked where I was. So I'm apologizing personally to you. I was on vacation. You know, it'd been a long couple of years, felt like I had to get away, but. <laughs> I'm going to try and give some input onto these episodes uh, to to bring it back around. So, the uh, yeah, the treasure hunt was great. Honestly, super sad that I missed it because, uh, like, I feel like Joe and I are probably from the same era of hackers. Mm-hmm. Like, we kind of we probably rubbed shoulders in IRC channels at some point back in the day, <laughs> and uh, like the Loft guys and the Cult of the Dead Cow guys and all those guys kind of were floating around. And when I was a teenager kind of coming up through through cybersecurity and there were people that I looked up to so so kind of sad I missed it but it was a great episode you know very cool story very cool um very cool solution to kind of bypass it and hack it so so I thought it was great we uh we talk a lot about the loft in that episode uh, qu- question what's the cult of the dead cow though <laughs> Uh, Cult of the Dead Cow was like a, I don't know how they were connected. Maybe Loft came out of Cult of the Dead Cow. I'm sure Joe would have a much better answer for this, or if I spent one minute Wikipediaing, I'm sure I'd get it. But <laughs> Cult of the Dead Cow kind of created um, some of the first notorious script kitty malware. They created uh, Back Orifice and Back Orifice 2K, and they were kind of like, 
Like I've mentioned them in earlier episodes before, but they were kind of things you'd send to your friend or have run on a computer and they wouldn't show up as being on that computer, but then you had complete access to that computer remotely. Like you oh, could wow. open the like the CD drive and you could like just mess with people. Like it was never really super malicious. It might have had a keylogger in it now that I think about it, but it was clearly like something built for script kitties to like play with. And, you know, granted, you could take that tool and, and as you guys made reference in the episode, you know, you can use a hammer to build a house or you can use a hammer to hurt somebody. And yeah, that sure. be the same with this is, is back orifice was like a, a tool to show people what could be done. But also, I'm sure you probably could use it for tons of bad. So. Yeah, sure. And, and here we are, you know, 20 odd years later. And look what malware has become. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty wild talking with Joe about what they were up to back then. And even like seeing that footage of them sitting in front of Congress testifying. And the tone of that is, you know, there's this this looming threat, there's this extraordinary, you know, set of new challenges we're going to face because of how we're using computers and what you can do with them. And yet the threat back then kind of seems really quaint by modern standards <laughs> when you look at what they were worried about back then and what we're kind of dealing with now. It's like, "Oh wow, we we came a really long way from Cult of the Dead Cow yeah. and Loft and what they were worried about back then. It's just such a different ecosystem now. Yeah, well, like if and like he makes reference to this in in the interview, but like the hacker community and people that were in, interested in cybersecurity were like, I don't know, like classic problem solver puzzle gamers. Totally. And like everybody was super open and super nice, and the community had like little zines and. You know, little hangouts in the in the internet before we had dark webs. You know, we had sure. RSCs and we had things like that, and it was just a different, I don't know, just a different place. And you know, here we, you know, and also like you think about what Congress was at that time. You know, you've got a bunch of like old rich white people yeah, who sure. don't even know what email is because they have you know administrative assistance for that, and like they don't even probably use computers in in like their late 90s they were probably you know people did all their typing it was kind of before the blackberry revolution of like mobile email and stuff so mm-hmm. you know you've got a bunch of i don't know luddites for lack of better terms that, <laughs> that are, are, are just completely afraid of this unknown thing and like you know look at us now you know that was kind of at the beginning yeah, of, of a certain certain phase of the technological revolution and like look at us now like there was barely any cybersecurity specialists back then mm-hmm. that weren't hackers you know so it's like now there's a whole white hat army you know like all of the intelligence agencies have huge departments there's tons of subcontractors some of the biggest stocks and on the stock exchanges are like cybersecurity companies mm-hmm. you know some of our great advertisers whom we love greatly <laughs> for supporting the show you know and, and and that's just it it's just like the the times be different and the times do know, be different i i saw i saw i with joe and a lot just i think just because truthfully we're we're from the same not i wouldn't say generation i think he's a bit older than me but like we're from the same generation of of hackers yeah so there's like there's age generations and then there's internet generations. Like how were you totally. active online at the same time? It's like you're kind of part of the same cohort at a certain point. Yeah, yeah. Like we were probably reading the same things. You know, like we probably, yeah. 
our lives probably overlapped in many ways back then. You know, it's just a, a smaller world. The uh, This is an aside, but I think we've never quite reached the dizzying highs of username quality that there were back then because I'm looking at the Wikipedia for Cult of the Dead Cow and it's nothing but hits. <laughs> Everything is just named in such a great way. Grandmaster Rat, like they all have really great Hectavismo. Ninja Strike Force, Mind Vi- like they're all great. I don't know why. I love how these names sound. <laughs> yeah, well, they 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 were they were called handles back then. Um, it is true. It is true. It was like all uh, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, I could talk about the good old days forever, but the uh, yeah, sure. It was uh, internet very nostalgia. Cool. Yeah, very cool episode. Very cool uh, project and like a challenge. I could. Totally understand why he got baited in. I'm sure he was compensated for his work, let's be honest. But, like, yep. at the same time, like, I, I just could see why you'd be interested in taking it on. Like, uh, you know, hacking into something that's supposed to be unhackable and kind of a cool hardware hack. You know, it seems like I'm not really a hardware guy. I never really have been. I've dabbled a bit, but never been able to really get my head around all of it too much i'm not an electrical engineer i'm a computer engineer <laughs> so yeah the, the compensation side of it we talked about it a little in the episode but i i found that so fascinating because it is such a it's like a quid pro quo thing mm-hmm. like you have a bunch of money locked inside of a box that i can open the deal is obvious if we get the box open you give me a cut totally and i and i kind of thought that once i figured out that's sort of how this all worked my brain goes oh so now you're in this endless hunt for the biggest box you can crack open <laughs> who's got the most crypto locked inside something and when i asked him about it he wasn't interested because it's like well i've solved this puzzle this other puzzle is kind of different maybe i'll try that but at a certain point he doesn't want to keep solving the same puzzle over and over and over again he wants to go make a pizza compass he wants some new challenge and i really admired that about him he wasn't just chasing lost crypto now that he figured out he could make a buck doing it he'd solved the puzzle and he was sort of just on to the next thing yeah i i, I love that i love that he's 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 a he's a puzzle gamer exactly you know bring him an interesting puzzle and he'll play it yeah it's like i that's the that's the og thesis of hackers yeah. you know go back to the manifesto back in the day yeah so. He'll never cancel his like New York Times crossword puzzle subscription, but he will turn down millions of dollars <laughs> in lost crypto because it's not interesting anymore. He's already solved that one. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. There's another video. Again, another thing we didn't get to talk chat about in that one, but I thought it was it's super entertaining. If anyone hasn't made their way over to his YouTube channel, you got to go. There was the video we talked about in that episode where they successfully crack a crypto wallet, but there's this other video. And it's, he's helping out a guy who, it's not a crypto wallet, it's a, it's an old, I think it's a Samsung smartphone. And there's a account, like logged in on an app. I don't remember what the site is, Coinbase or one of those. And it's trying to bypass the security of a smartphone. That's the challenge of this video. And it is one of the most, I, I don't want to give away how it ends. It is one of the most like, um, Intense emotional roller coasters I think I've ever gone through on, on YouTube. It is <laughs> an absolutely wild ride, man. You have to give it a watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Send me the link. I'll definitely watch that. His whole attitude, you know, about, you know, hacking for good and, you know, innovation and elevation of mm-hmm. thoughts and kind of growth and the positive outweighing the negative, you know, I th- just, I don't know. Something about that resonates with me and I hope it resonates with you and I hope it resonates with this channel. So. 
The uh, speaking of podcasts, I left you here alone to make all of them, aside from you know our advertising agency and all the jobs <laughs> we have to do. So the uh, sure. the next episode is uh, <laughs> is a bit is a bit more about advertising. It really is. The internet hitmen aren't a real thing. Yeah. Yeah. Very very sad end. Yeah. Of the episode. Yeah. Didn't didn't didn't. Not that I didn't love the episode, but didn't feel great after it. Yeah, you and me both, yeah. man. Yeah. I uh, There's like a yeah. longer version of that ending that is, you can kind of just hear me getting sadder. <laughs> <laughs> and you can already hear me getting a little bit sad in that episode. And I was like, I got to cut some of this out. This is like a weird, this is too personal. But it did bum me out. Like it's- The audible depression. Yeah, totally. I was like, I don't got to- Coming through. I don't got to- pass this on to the listeners they get a little bit and get a little hint some sprinkles some sadness sprinkles but it uh it's a bummer ending to a really interesting story because like i talk about in that one and i maybe you maybe you would have called this earlier but i learned about the dark web i learned you could buy illegal stuff on there and like i say in the episode i know some of that is real i know you can buy some illegal stuff so i assumed all of it was real yeah um and it turns out it's not. That doesn't surprise me at all. Like the the whole idea of like, you just got conned. What are you going to do about it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's like, yeah, yeah, that's brilliant. It's like, yeah, I guess I'm not going to like go to the police and be like, this person took $30,000 no. of my money and didn't kill my wife. What a jerk. Can you arrest him? <laughs> <laughs> I think I want to talk about this episode, which is something that you literally mentioned once, is that all of the details for this came out in a hack. Yeah. And I want more details on the hack. I know. I know you probably don't have them, but it's like... I know. Was he targeted? Was it people that were maliciously after him? Or was it just a random bit locker that they stole the files? Like, you know, where does the... I'd love to know. I'd love to know the details of the hack because I feel like the hack couldn't be... I feel like it's too coincidental that it would just have mm-hmm. happened. Maybe it did, but I don't know. feels like maybe it was some cyber bandits uh, yeah. coming to the rescue of this professional hitman group or coming to rescue the world from this professional hitman group. Well, the hack was so interesting because a lot of the same, a lot of the same users and stuff that were commenting on Eileen's stories when she started posting news stories about the Basa Mafia hack, a lot of those same accounts were coming out saying, oh, well, this hack isn't real. This is a fake hack. This is an attack on Basa Mafia. This isn't, you know, trying to sort of brush it aside a little bit, which would make a lot of sense if the hack was real. The question of who would target a fake Albanian organized crime syndicate another fake organized crime syndicate like is it the competition maybe, is it debunkers maybe not even another maybe not even another fake syndicate maybe a real syndicate <laughs> like we actually do this for a living sure get out of our space <laughs> you're stealing our business well and then there's the the prickly third option which is that at about that point in the story and i i don't bring this up in the episode we kind of cruise over this as a It would have been distracting. Oh, bonus content. But since we're talking about it, a thing that occurred to me is that at roughly the time when that hack came out, lined up pretty well with when there was an influx of new internet, uh, like, yeah, internet researchers starting to read into the base of Mafia story. Hmm. And a whole bunch of 
very computer security savvy folks starting to look into something, lining up with the moment when there was a giant document leak, feels relevant to me. Can't really go any further than that, but it feels relevant. like pretty good timing. So we could just say that the positive might outweigh the negative on that one? Yeah, I would say so too. Oh, interesting. As people to grift on the internet goes, you couldn't pick a better group of people. <laughs> like as victims go, there, there aren't fewer sympathetic victims. No kidding. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I would, you know what's funny is that when I was listening to the episode, I had the same inclination that it seemed too convenient to be, to be coincidence. Yeah, it, it almost certainly isn't. But yeah. it's one of those things in a story where you're like, well, do I take a seven-minute detour to unpack the, the genesis of this hack that turns the story? Or do we just sort of accept that it happened and pay forward? But you do miss it. You want to know, like, where did this, this big data dump come from? Who's out there hacking the base of mafia? Because that's probably a pretty interesting story too. So I guess if anyone out there listening knows anything about that, please do get in touch. Well, I think like the last episode that I did before I went on vacation, we talked about uh, mm -hmm. private investigators. Mm -hmm. You know, the new era of digital private investigators, and I feel like this uh, this fits the mold. The army of internet con con people is growing at a severe rate too. So I'm I'm not sure if this is going to slow down or speed up. As long as those stories keep coming, we'll keep telling them. <laughs> <laughs> keep making a show. Speaking of stories, there was one thing uh, in the treasure hunt episode you made mention of. Um, it, it made me laugh. You you said something along the lines of like. Well, there's many famous stories of people losing money in crypto, and you were talking about them losing their like USB key. <laughs> but to that. me, it also played as like you know, <laughs> people just losing boatloads of money in cryptocurrency. And I was like, well, this this is accurate. And I was like, and then I started thinking, I was <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of ways you can read. I started that. thinking, and I was like, we could probably make another podcast that is a weekly that just talks about an active crypto grift or crypto hack. Or like there's so much negative energy going into and coming out of the crypto space, it seems like it's just insane. Like if you just Google crypto hack, you get like top 10 hacks of 2020, you know, $2.4 billion have been stolen this year. And like you just get so much, like it seems like every time I open the news, it's like some crypto con or hack has been busted. And it's like, wow. I remember a couple months ago, I was like trying to dig around for a story for the show. And I was like, oh, let's do one of these crypto hacks. There wasn't that much meat on the bones. I was like, oh, let's do all the crypto hacks that have happened since the last episode. And I like swung past having too much content. <laughs> I went from not having enough in the one story being like, this is just silly. Yeah. Like, like does each one of these things get 60 seconds? That's not very. That's not very fun to listen to. Yeah. I don't even know what to say about them. It's like, yeah, it's just the ecosystem is rife with fraud is kind of an unsatisfying conclusion to a story. Well, and like we're recording this on um, like the 27th, 28th, and that yep. Do Kwan, the Terra Luna coin yeah, guy, Terra coin. just got like red noticed by the 
yep. yeah. Anyway, like big, big crazy stuff going on. Like Solana, I think this summer got like people were just stealing wallets full of crypto. Anyway, there's it's like an endless, an endless field of. I don't even know how to wrap that up. <laughs> I think you just did. <laughs> it's an endless it's an endless field and then you just sort of trail off <laughs> as the ad music ramps in underneath you. <laughs> All you want is to meet your security and compliance requirements, but your business technology keeps changing. Cyber threats emerge every day. More regulations apply to you now than ever before, and your IT resources remain limited. The Center for Internet Security can help. At CIS, we work to create a safer world for people, businesses, and governments through collaboration and innovation. Using a community-driven consensus process, we work with IT professionals and volunteers around the world to develop and maintain security best practices. These resources save you time, money, and effort wherever you are on your cybersecurity journey. We also work with U.S. state, local, tribal, and territorial government organizations to share information with one another so they're stronger together. Join us today in creating confidence in the connected world. Visit cisecurity.org to play your part. All you want is to meet your security and compliance requirements, but your business technology keeps changing. Cyber threats emerge every day. More regulations apply to you now than ever before, and your IT resources remain limited. The Center for Internet Security can help. At CIS, we work to create a safer world for people, businesses, and governments through collaboration and innovation. Using a community-driven consensus process, we work with IT professionals and volunteers around the world to develop and maintain security best practices. These resources save you time, money, and effort wherever you are on your cybersecurity journey. We also work with U.S. state, local, tribal, and territorial government organizations to share information with one another so they're stronger together. Join us today in creating confidence in the connected world. Visit cisecurity.org to play your part. All you want is to meet your security and compliance requirements, but your business technology keeps changing. Cyber threats emerge every day. More regulations apply to you now than ever before, and your IT resources remain limited. The Center for Internet Security can help. At CIS, we work to create a safer world for people, businesses, and governments through collaboration and innovation. Using a community-driven consensus process, we work with IT professionals and volunteers around the world to develop and maintain security best practices. These resources save you time, money, and effort wherever you are on your cybersecurity journey. We also work with U.S. state, local, tribal, and territorial government organizations to share information with one another so they're stronger together. Join us today in creating confidence in the connected world. Visit cisecurity.org to play your part. Oh, you know what we should do? Hit me. We should talk a bit about the show and what's happened with the show. Ooh. Where we're at with the show, where we're where we're the, some of the successes the show has seen, some of the beautiful patrons that have been with us for a long time. Let's 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 brag about those people. 
That's true. Like Jimmy, who's been with us since November 6th, 2020. Ooh, Jimmy. And is our single largest patron. So thank you, Jimmy. And the, you know, there's some some other people who have been with us, you know, since the since the relaunch, you know, since the, the our COVID project mm-hmm. took form. Uh, Michael, Megan mm-hmm. Starchuk, Tim Yao, Sampa Gurney. You know, a lot of these people were patrons in like the first couple of days of the show relaunching. And, you know, that means a lot. So Yeah, it really does. There's also like a bunch of folks who were, I'm not going to speak for you. I'm bad at Twitter, but we do have a Twitter. And there's some folks on Twitter who are incredibly generous and like, I don't know, just like hyping the show and commenting on, on it seems like telling folks about it. Like Torben Storm Jensen uh, and Daryl Nutson both immediately come to mind. Um, I know there's others, but I don't know. I just, if we're, if we're making space to thank people for supporting Hacked. Yeah. Thanks to everyone on Twitter who has gone out of their way to to share an episode or to hype it up, it does it does not go unnoticed. Yeah, we went from from relaunching the show. You know, the we still had our old episodes up, and they were still getting listens. You know, uh, apparently they were good enough to listen to. Um, <laughs> but to today, and we're you know we crossed the million download mark a while back. Yep, and I think we're trending probably going to be closer to two million. Ep- downloads a year so the show has really grown and you know i again we can't be more appreciative of all your support and your positive reviews and comments and downloads and all that stuff it really helps the show it helps jordan and i you know get up in the morning <laughs> so do you have our chartable up Ooh, well, how are we doing i know we were we've been hanging out in the spotify tech top 20 for the last little while which makes me um yeah that just makes yeah, me yeah. very happy in the usa we're 18th just fell from 17th in Great Britain we're 12th Australia we're often uh, top 20 Germany we're top 30 you know Apple podcasts just just uh, this week we hit uh, 69th in the USA tech mm-hmm. I'm cueing you to say nice but you're not, no, not nice quite getting it there you go nice <laughs> nice I didn't read the number because it was high. I read the number because it was. (laughs) But yeah, we're often. um, It doesn't have our current Canadian link, our current listing in Canada's thing, but we're often charting in Canada. So, so things are good. We're charting in most most countries that the podcast is in. So we're we're happy for the support and really means a lot. So. I know I've said that like three times, but it's the truth. <laughs> it does mean a lot. It does. Do we want to talk about stories that happened over the summer? We could talk a about little. the GTA 6 leaks. Oh, man. Because okay. they're cool. Yeah, that's pretty fun. And they tie back to one of our episodes. Yeah. can't publish their names. Can't publish their names. that was about lapses. And they just arrested a 17-year-old who is apparently linked to lapsus. Yeah, the, the police in London, who I believe did the arrests, the original lapsus arrests that we talked about in that episode mid-April this year. Uh, in the wake of the Rockstar Games and Uber hack, have arrested uh, another teenager who is suspected of involvement in that breach. That breach has been fascinating for me hanging out on the internet because it sort of just reveals how, how do we put this? 
iffy people's understanding of game development is. I know you have thoughts and experience with this, Scott, but just folks saying like, no, one of the first things you do when you develop a game is develop the graphics. These leaks are how the game will look. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yes, Jordan. And you also have experience with video game development, and you probably know that is BS. It's uh, it's it's certainly a hot a hot take. It's an interesting take. I don't know if it's an accurate take. I feel pretty bad for those Rockstar devs. Like you've been working on what's probably going to be one of the biggest games of all time. You're grinding on it. It's probably going to be sick. You're working on a what's hopefully a magnum opus, and then like oh, some teenager in London just comes along and like kicks out some development footage. That is a bad day at work. Yeah, but you know what? It made me excited. Because I love GTA Five, I thought it was one of the best games ever. And when I saw GTA Six, knowing how the how the sausage is made, I was not worried at all. That's true. So I was like, "This looks great." As long as they retain, it's gonna be cool. Multiple character control, like they had in GTA Five. Yep. I think, which I think was, and if you don't know this already, that is the best thing you did in GTA Five. So please do not get rid of it, and please. Put it in every game you ever make no. because sometimes I just want to fly a guy into the middle of the ocean and I don't want to swim back. So I just want to change to another player and do something else stupid. I just want to talk. <laughs> so, and we'll let him swim himself back. So please make sure that there's multiple character control in this one. It was uh, the rumor. This is not a gaming podcast. We should start a gaming podcast. Um, the rumor is that it's like a Bonnie and Clyde type story where it's mm-hmm. like a couple. I don't know if that's true. I don't know if that's going to be what it turns out to be, but I think that's such a cool evolution of the like trio that you saw in Grand Theft Auto Five. I think uh, I'm very excited for that game, and I'm very um, and just this this lapsus teenager hack has only got me more excited. So wait, we got to talk a bit about we got a bit of, no no not not moving that <laughs> we're staying on lapsus okay. because staying on lapsus. The lapsus. I don't know if you remember that story, but the big thing yeah. was it came down to. Okta or Okta or however the fuck you say it. Okta. <laughs> Okta. Okta. We got scolded for that one. Yeah, and they were claiming that they had um, lapsus had maybe compromised Okta. So the mm-hmm. early indicators, uh, I don't know how public these are, are that they got in through Okta again, but they didn't oh, come no through. Way. They didn't. They didn't like have backdoor access or anything, but they like. No, no. They were apparently, theoretically, this is just what I've heard. So this is all hearsay. So yeah. Octa's legal department, please don't call and threaten to sue me. Speculate wildly, Scott. Spe- do it. Speculate wild. I'm speculating wildly from this moment on. Uh, but they were apparently doing like brute, <laughs> like, so I don't know if you've ever used Octa, but if you, when you log in, it sends you essentially a, a verification token to your phone for a single or a double factor authentication. Mm-hmm. And they were apparently like, brute forcing people these tokens until somebody just responded yes so kind of like oh so like the you were kind of just pounding like you just send somebody 12 of these things and you send 50 people 12 of them and just hope somebody hits yes that's me rather than just ignores Mm. it so apparently theoretically high speculation what i've heard total hearsay is that's what it was like there's the whole rip down of lapsus and Okta and how potentially that was the big connect for them that got them into so much stuff. And then apparently that's how this hack occurred was through Okta, but not, mm. not through any kind of escalated permissions or anything like that, but they actually got through by just figuring out a fault in humans 
like buzzing every mm. every apartment in an apartment building waiting for somebody just to hit open. They essentially did that. Mm. They took an old a technique mm. as old as apartment buzzers and, yeah. and implemented it with uh, double factor authentication. A technique as old as apartment buzzers. I I've developed a theory since you've been talking about this. And it's rooted in the fact <laughs> speculate that, wildly. <laughs> I'm rolling up my sleeves. People can't can't see it, but they're <laughs> they're rolled up. Okay. So the city of London police arrested a bunch of teenagers, minors again. And I feel like this, you got a 17-year-old who's going right back to the same well. He's going to use a similar version of the same hack they did, but this time against two new companies. This feels like getting in another two hacks right under the wire. You're like, I'm 17 years old. Next year, the, the fallout of these is going to be so much worse for me. So I'm just going to knock out two more. I know I can do it. I have a way in. I'm going for it. I think he's, uh, these are pre-birthday hacks is my theory. <laughs> You you are speculating wildly. I like it, because he because he even did a similar. Or they who you know whomever did this hack, mm-hmm. they were demanding a ransom too. Were they not? Ooh. They were going to leak the footage and the source code and stuff unless they were paid out, which is a similar structure to some of those hacks in that episode, wasn't it? There was a ransom in the previous episode. I hadn't read about this one having a ransom though. That's fun yeah or like that's interesting yeah apparently apparently they were in direct the whomever controlled the the leak yeah was in direct contact with rockstar apparently and was like being like i'm gonna leak the game and the game code and all this stuff and apparently some of the leaks that we saw were like proof of proof of action Hmm. like uh you didn't pay, you don't believe I have it, then here. Here's a bunch of development footage. Oh, this is uh not to get dark, but in the in the hostage movie, this is the finger in the box that shows up to prove that they're not they're not messing around kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> Too dark. This is this is what this what I've read and heard. Yeah, no, no. No, I like it. Go with it. It's the truth. That's fascinating. Yeah. And it makes you wonder these like these leaks are always so interesting to me because sometimes it's catastrophic and it can totally debilitate a project and mess up how you promote the whole thing and kind of destroy something in other situations the leak of a thing before it comes out is part of the promotional activity 100 percent. there's a lot of folks have talked about you know that iphone showing up in a bar a, a week before the big keynote address you know how it ended up there this sort of convenience of the timelines i know that happened recently with um a certain VR headset that shall remain unnamed. There was a little bit of speculation about the the timing behind it. And you kind of wonder, it's like, oh, I don't I don't get that sense about this. I buy the premise that this is a hacker releasing a little bit of footage to prove that they're not messing around uh, as part of a negotiation, but they're both fun. Both options are great. <laughs> well, the, the other thing too is like, it, I don't know. It worked for me. I got excited that the game know, was coming. Me too. Like, and two, I loved that like a ton of other uh, video game studios mm-hmm. were like, "Yeah, you want to see early development footage of that game you love?" Yeah, that was great. Like uh, busted ass horizons. I can't remember who made control. Yeah, control. I saw yeah, that one. Yeah, that was yeah. really cool. I like that. That's solidarity. <laughs> being like, no, all of our shit stinks before we're done. Yeah. Like none of this looks right oh until we're finished with it. I really appreciate that. 
Yeah, if you've if you've ever been a, and both of us thankfully have been a part of releasing a, a game, it is mm-hmm. it is a chaotic process and it is things let's just say that when people complain about certain video games and them not working right, mm-hmm. I do the opposite and I celebrate all the things that do work right <laughs> because when you see <laughs> totally. when you have m- massive massive games and they have like one little glitch in them it's like do you understand how big yeah this game is like there's millions of lines of code millions yeah. and millions and like one little thing is having a weird totally. interaction it's like that's not that like as far as things go it's pretty good it's pretty good like you know we're talking sigma 6 here there's one fruit fly in this entire skyscraper <laughs> and it was infested yeah. yesterday like we we got rid of yeah all of them and there's one left and you're complaining about it exactly exactly so to anybody that listens to the show that's a a software developer especially a video game developer i empathize with you and we see you we see you you do great work so (laughs) i think that's it i think that's the the summer summer retrospective Filler episode 2022 vacation sandwich colon looking back on a fun summer episode. I think that's it. I think that's the whole thing. Well, your summer's not over. You're about to go on vacation. I am about to go on vacation. So you got you got a you got a little bit of a little bit of fun left in this one. I know I'm going biking this weekend. Gonna try and squeeze in some last thing before the snow falls on us. Got a little bit of summer left ahead of us, but um. Thank you for making it to everyone who is still here, who made it to the end. Oh my God! Of our summertacular filler episode. Thank you. It means the world to us. If by any chance you appreciate these kind of winged social style episodes, <laughs> let us know on social. We'll, hmm. we'll read the tweets. Hopefully, we'll like them. Maybe we'll get back to you. No promises, but it would mean a lot just to know whether this, whether people made it this far, <laughs> totally. and whether you liked it or not. We're we're always we're always in discussion about whether we want to start doing a bit more of a conversational, mm. maybe mid month show, versus less of the story structured ones, and and it would be good, great to get a little bit of feedback from the the audience. So if you guys have any strong thoughts on that, please feel free to hit us up on Twitter. Some of the best insights about how to make this thing better have come from people alternatingly suggesting things we could do and calling out stuff they don't like it when we do. So we thrive on feedback. Um, I think from both of our professional feed, like backgrounds, we really thrive on feedback. So keep it coming. Thank you for making it to the end of this bad boy. And we will catch you in the next very normal episode of Hacked. Whoops, no we won't, because we're still here to thank our newest patrons on Patreon, uh, Noosh and Mark Horsfield. We really do appreciate your support. That's patreon.com slash hacked. That's patreon.com slash hacked. It's a great great way to support the show. Um, Also, since someone brought it up on, I don't know if it was the comments or Twitter, I'm not sure, uh, two, two comments saying we need to start posting A, a way to get in touch with us, and B, where we get the music because that's a normal thing that podcasts do if you want to get in touch with us you can reach us at get at hackedpodcast.com that's the email that's the way you reach out get at hackedpodcast.com i think we have a facebook we do not use it do not send that a message um and then in terms of the music that's that's all us the uh, all of hacked including the music you're listening to now the music throughout the episode is 
custom scored by by us. So uh, if you if you like it, we just just fire us a message and we can we can hook you up. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you in the next one.